Hi. We're back. I'm Gabby. I'm Liska. And this is... Cries in Norwegian. And contrary to popular belief, we're still around. <laughs> Barely. No, no, that's... We're here, we're here. <laughs> and I forgot to say that second part, Cries in Norwegian, a podcast about scam <laughs> and all of its parallel universes. Um, yeah, and today we're going to be talking about... What the fuck down? Yeah, what the fuck down, which was sort of the mini season that um, the What the Fuck team came up with once the pandemic started, first hit. So um, it's a little different in its format. Um, and we're going to talk more about that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I actually I'll, I also find it pretty inventive and innovative. Uh, and I kind of, despite the fact that I don't particularly like the rest of the seasons of What the Fuck, I g- really give them props for sort of facing the challenge and saying, okay, here's, we're, we're gonna, we still want to have this content, some content available to you and continuing the story. So anyway. We'll yeah, I thought it was so, so clever the way they found not just stories to tell on screens, or, I mean like computer screens and phone screens, but just how they got the actors to, I assume, record them on their own. Like the one where it was the most noticeable to me is Milan dancing in his bedroom. Yeah. Where I'm imagining like that's just his bedroom where he lives and he had a friend or whoever lives with him shoot that. I mean, to me, a Sander where he's clearly just like Willem clearly just has his own like oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Where and he's, he's just like walking around. around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess before we get down to that, um, I mean, I don't like to talk about the, that many scam news because we take so, so long to edit. Uh, <laughs> Gotta keep up with tradition, though, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do you want to know what season Scam Friends is on? What season? Ten. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> also, that's how long <laughs> it's been since we recorded. <laughs> Holy shit. Those guys did two whole ass seasons yep. while, while I've been editing like our special interview with... <laughs> Um, yeah, and, um, and Druk finished an entire season, uh, and started a new one. It's, oh, uh, current season is Malin, um, which we had kind of... Remind you who that is? Yeah, you do know who that is. She's the other girl in the Girl Squad. So, uh, German Girl Squad is, uh, Nora. Yes. Ava. Yes. Fatu, or Queen. Yes. So you haven't seen her season yet. And then but- the other girl. Okay, I don't, that's funny, I don't remember the other girl. I remember all three of those except the other girl. The other white girl. I'll have to look up her picture later. Yeah, so she's she's having her own season. And then, um... Oh, you did an interview with the other Scam Podcast. Oh yeah, so I was in the other Scam Podcast. Um, I was a guest co-host for their beginning, they just started season four of Druk. Um, oh, I had, um... Sorry, I had uh, Kirsten um, from the Ludwig's ex-girlfriend from AFI. Uh, yes, okay. She was yeah. here for a Nance wedding, and uh-huh. I had her actually say Druk, and I already forgot how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, so you had an actual German person teach you how to say that, and yeah. you just don't remember. I, yeah, just yeah don't remember. fair enough. I, I wouldn't either. Sorry. Yeah. It's, an imp- it's an impronounceable word. But my pronunciation was so bad that I had to show her how the word was, full- <laughs> was like... She doesn't even know what you're talking about. No. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, that was really funny. Uh, yeah, so I was there. We were doing the Abby Ball special, which I guess counts as the first episode of Amira's season. And then the first episode that is just Amira POV. So we did those two episodes. And it was really fun. And you should actually listen to it. And then since then, and I'm, I'm promoting their own their other podcast, but since then they've had interviews with the actor who does Carlos. And 
I do know by the point, by the time this comes out, he does have another interview with someone else, but I'm not going to reveal who, I don't know. It's a special person. It's another person from the cast, yeah. Yeah, I love every time they promote us or mention us, they say the Far Superior Scam Podcast, and I'm like, I don't know, man, you've got, like, celebrity guests. Uh, I think you outpace us. <laughs> and a weekly schedule. Oh my god, can, that alone. Can you imagine? That alone. I can't, I can't. All hail. <laughs> all, all hail, all to air love. And they actually, and, and before we start, um, by the fact that they actually also had a special episode on... As, hap- as, as happens a lot of the time with the scam fandom, the current obsession of the scam fandom, which is the Netflix show Heartstepper, which I am showing Liska right now that I have the first two volumes of the comic. Um, it's a webcomic, actually. Uh, what I did is what I do in Gabby style, which is I saw the trailer, and then I was like, wait, I think I've seen that at Burns & Noble. And then I went online, and then I ordered it, and then I read it, because I have to read it before the show comes out. Uh, and then I watched it in a weekend, even though I had, like, 50 billion deadlines. But I was like, I must! And it was only 30 minutes, so I was like, ah! I don't know what it is about 30 minutes shows, but it, it, makes, so easy. it makes me so, so, such a toxic person. I'm like, oh, I can, I can watch that and work. <laughs> Just, like, popcorn. Like, give it yeah. to me, one after another. Um, and the first season actually encompasses the first two volumes. Um, the third volume, I think, has already been published, and I think there's probably a four, like, basically what happened is I, I bought volume one and two, and then I just went online and read the rest of it mm. <laughs> in the webcomic, but it's not finished yet, uh, because the writer herself, Alice uh, Olsman, actually was the screenwriter for the show. Uh, oh. And so, she That's was cool. busy. Right. Uh, so, still her posting schedule has been a little slowed down, so the, sh- the comic book, the web series itself, hasn't finished yet, but it's, uh... Very, very cute, especially the season that's currently out. Um, the second season would ha- would ha- would not more dramatic, but would deal with actually some of the issues that we talk about here a lot, which is that mental uh, health um, mm. issues. And it hasn't been officially renewed, and people are freaking out because of the Netflix stock. But it's doing really well in terms of engagement. Like even Variety has written a couple of articles about how high the fan engagement and the trending topics and whatever it is for it. So I'm really optimistic that it will get a yeah, second season. Yeah. With the way that Netflix is, maybe that would be all it gets. It, 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 I was going to say, it might be all it gets, but it, it hopefully it will. Their sort of young adult demographic is quite strong, I think. So Yeah, like, but they don't know what to do with it. They keep canceling shows for it. because it, right. So it's like, it's either young adult or young adult that is more also towards children, especially the children's one. They don't know what to do with it. Like, so many shows that they've canceled recently are either kids' shows or young adult shows that aren't quite as edgy as, like... The, the Riverdale, although Riverdale's obviously the CW. I hate it when people say, like, uh, not, I, oh, what, what, Netflix show Riverdale? I'm like, no, it's a CW <laughs> show. But, yeah, it's really weird. Like, they definitely are going after that demographic, but then I also don't know what they want, like, with the cancellation of Babysitter's Club, never forget. Um, <laughs> I heard about that, yeah. So, anyway, and Juliana Phantoms, never forget. And The Society. See, I can just go on and on about how they've broken my heart. And Teenage Bounty Hunters. Which I was really surprised about because it was not a hit in any sort of way. But it was Genji Cohen. Uh, and I was surprised that her first, like, show right after Orange is the New Black, they didn't even get, like, much of a chance to yeah. find an audience. 
Anyway. Netflix is so toxic. I'm sorry. Oh, they are. Maybe cut, cut that out. No, don't. Keep no, that in. No, no one's going to ever hear it. I mean, no one on Netflix is ever going to hear it. But it's such a seems like such a toxic place to, in terms of, like, they have no loyalty, no sense of... Oh, no. You should read the interview with the Babysitter's Club showrunner because uh-huh. she's like, I don't fucking know what they want from us. Like, right. I don't, there's no, yeah. I have no understanding. It's a really good interview. It's such an interesting kind of rise and fall in the sense that they came in and they were sort of like the, you know, what's the, uh, what's the word they use when they're like changing everything, you know, they're coming from Silicon Valley, they're yeah, not Hollywood. like the innovators. Innovators, yeah, thank you. Innovators, and they were also the one that were saving the shows, right? Right, right. And then now it's like a 180. Yeah, exactly. Someone's gonna make a special, like Hulu is gonna make a Netflix, like a downfall of Netflix special. But anyway, my point was that I did actually want to recommend Heartstopper. It's really cute, uh, and you should watch it. And, yeah. and boost the ratings, yeah. And boost the ratings, yeah. They deserve it. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that's it. I think let's, let's get, let's get I just want to give a shout out to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Which is, like, the only thing I've seen in theaters in a while, and it's amazing. And, and tell us how many times you've seen it, Liska. Um, three. <laughs> <laughs> I heard all about them. <laughs> okay, in my defense, it's because I may see it a fourth time, because I keep running against friends who are like, I meant to see that, and I'm like, okay, we're going, and it's the best way for me to guarantee that they're going to go, mm-hmm. is just to make the plans and go myself. I would also happily see it more than once, but it's amazing if it, if it's playing where near where you live, go see it. I agree. I second that. I, I, we ended up seeing it at opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of, on a last minute thing, you were like, hey, I have this ticket, and I just went, and I drove to the other side of town that I don't like to drive to. <laughs> uh, but it was such a good experience. It's such a, like, a mix of, like, it's so stupid, but also so like meaningful yes (laughs) yes it's like you're learning or not learning it's like you're experiencing philosophical ideas but it's also like incredible that's how makes it sound like it's obnoxious and like snotty and it's not at all it's just like very it's like somebody teaching you about philosophy by like farting I don't know how to (laughs) like it's it's so good that doesn't even do it justice it's so good yeah no that's Uh, a great way to describe it uh so yeah let's do it let's talk about what the fuck down so we we set it up a little bit I actually did watch this live while it was happening, but, so it was a little surreal to rewatch it two years after when we're still in a pandemic, but are we still in a pandemic, and it's this whole sort of situation, and I'm gonna be honest, like, I think even watching it live felt like a dream, like, I can't remember my reactions at the moment, I can't... It was just, like, another... So it did help me get through it, like, it was... I remember, looking back on it now, I remember, like looking forward to it a lot, like, uh, and then knowing, oh, this is gonna be a, a, a messaging, uh, clip of, like, um, Robbie and, and Sander, and, like, I don't know, like, so definitely remembered enjoying it, and then probably deleted everything from my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it, in context of, like, their mission statement of, not that it's a mission statement, but their sort of marketing strategy of, making the people feel real, it's a brilliant move yes. to incorporate the... Yeah, so basically they were supposed to start filming Yasmina season, and then this happened. And so the team, from what I remember, scrambled and did this. And I right. think for what it is, it's really fascinating, it's really yeah. interesting. It is pretty much a document of its time. Yeah, <laughs> extremely. I remember when you first, when, like, we first realized the, what the fuck down was the next thing in, in this universe to watch, and I remember being like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to revisit that period of life. And then when we talked about doing it again, I was like, no, now I'm really ready. I totally want to revisit it. And yet watching it, 
last night, I had very mixed feelings, kind of both ways. Like you said, sort of surreal, like such an artifact of its time and bringing back a lot of memories um, and also a kind of like, I don't want to be reminded of this. It was very it, mixed. Yeah, I had some frustrations with it too. Yeah. Because um, I was like... And, and I don't know, like, anger, but I think out of the world, not of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so it would just brought those sort of complicated feelings back, yeah. too. The, the only other show that I know that did this is Mythic Quest, which I highly recommend, by the way, as a show. Uh, but they were, I think, in their second season got stuck, and then they did, like, a pandemic episode. I, I heard that episode was fantastic. It is, okay. it is. And But similarly, because I saw it so much later... I don't know, just a lot of mixed emotions. I think it just brings back all the, like, anxiety and insecurity and... Uh, but at and, the same time, you have this weird perspective of the future where we're in a new weird place. Well, because the, I think there have been other shows who have tried to talk about the the lockdown, but they've been made uh, post, right? Right. This was in the heart of it. Right. As it was happening, right? right? Like, even... I made a note of a couple of the, like, little lines and said because I remember for example when in the last clip um Sander is like and now we can go play tennis it was because like that was the adjustment that had just happened in Netherlands like you could go play tennis with people like there were like certain sports that you could now they were open to they were so, very specific yeah so as long as you were like playing tennis it was okay to meet up with somebody uh you know it's so crazy everything is so surreal why is our li- why are our lives like this so there were these very specific things that I was like yeah that's like our reflection of the reality as it was happened and it's yeah. why I have to give them the props for that and I have to give them the props for being the only scam uh remake that did it like at the point at this point in the pandemic scam friends had already shot their season so they just aired it like nothing happened and then they were just they're still living in a pandemic free world uh <laughs> I like that scam friends created like an alternate universe <laughs> they're just like living their merry lives yeah exactly um I think it I, I see now. I can, I'm so confused about the timeline. I think Italia was also released, like Sana's season. Uh huh. So also alternate universe, and now uh-huh. we are getting a new season. Who knows about that? Um, and then yeah, and then Druk, but it was a little later, as we've talked about. Like it was, it was not lockdown anymore. So lockdown is a very fucking specific thing that the world experienced, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so again, very surreal to experience it. But I, I guess I give them props for rising to the challenge for wanting to still provide their audience with content i would say hey they had the budget for it at the moment but they could have saved it right they they then they still had eventually two seasons to work with yeah. so i don't know i imagine for all the people involved too it's just like doing something yeah. you know what i mean like i bet it was a relief or like a way to handle the anxiety and weirdness of the whole thing to just be able to do this i remember kind of being hungry for work at the time because I was just like I need something to do to take my mind off of this yeah and I was and I, and so the other thing that I like that we kind of mentioned was the way that they everything basically happens on a screen uh it's not the first maybe or show to do that but it felt very authentic I like how there was variation it was like when they were in groups they were on zoom when it was the two of them it was like Facebook messenger like video mm-hmm. app and so I don't know little little details like that felt very authentic mm-hmm. um and it did bring me back to those days like it's like yep yep that that all makes sense yeah. and a clever way i love when they mention playing games too because i was like yep i remember yep. that yep stupid stupid games um i also liked when they used i think it was instagram messenger or something they mm-hmm. would it's a good way to key up who's gonna be in the clip because they go through the photos really quickly yeah, first exactly as if they're scrolling through their timeline yeah i thought that was that was clever too and the other thing that i liked was that they were 
they actually came in with storylines and a plan. Sure, some of them were smaller, some of them were bigger, but I really like that. I was just listening to an NPR episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour where they're, for some reason, talking about Titanic. Like, does Titanic still hold up? Pop culture, wow, that's 20-year-old, or 25, 25, 25, yeah. By the way, they do think it holds up. And they're... One of, when I left off because I had to pause it, they were talking about how James Cameron, he was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, mm-hmm. and how they went back and read some of the reviews, and there was this argument and that they agree with where, look, James Cameron can write dialogue, but you know what that man can do? Structure. And so <laughs> this nomination, I don't remember if he won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, merited it because, again, there's there's so much more to screenwriting yeah. beyond like stupid lines. Does Game Cameron write stupid dialogue? Yes. But you know, we work with it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the movie I mean, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I I suspect it's pretty timeless. I mean it's it's an artifact of its time, but oh, like 100%. so is Gone with the Wind. Oh, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it is it is that mix of that James Cameron, um like technology sort of like uh, big like act not action yeah action whatever and then like you're saying that old time Hollywood epic like, yeah that yeah. we don't really get anymore yeah it's a kind of, I wish a film is a weird word because terrible things happen in that movie but a kind of like extravagance mm-hmm. uh, spectacle mm-hmm. of movie making the kind that they used to do a lot in the 30s 40s 50s and yeah. then it kind of died off with the studio system but yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, next year we're gonna get uh, Avatar two. <laughs> How far the mighty have fallen? No, I'm. You know the, what? The way, the way of the water, or as uh, who weekly is calling it, Avatar Two. Here we go again. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My mom loves that movie. I'll see it with her. Me too. My mom loves that movie too. What is it about that generation? There's just something like <laughs> spectacular about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm just in awe that James Cameron is committed to making these movies movies happen. <laughs> just every 15 years, he's right on top of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's talk about those storylines. Um, yeah. Should we do, like, the kind of, let's say, briefer stories, Amber, Yana, and Yasmina? I think they're the... Yeah, let's of, start with those. Yeah. Um, okay, so Amber's big conflict is... It's not even really a conflict. She has a boyfriend, Aaron, right? Yeah. his name? And she's all weird about it. Like, not weird, but, like, in, like, a, she, in like a teenage she, she's way She's Amber weird. about it, right? Yes. She has, she has certain demands. Yes. Um, and then he sends her a dick pic, unsolicited, which she has, like, she continues to then be weird about it. Yeah, she's trying to figure out how to handle it. Though, understandably. And then the girls advise her to just ignore him, which she does, which is, like, real mature, but okay. They're also, like, 16, 17, whatever. And then are. eventually he gets the picture. Yeah. He gets um, the message, and then they're kind of cute in the end, and then Free Fest is canceled. I feel like yeah. that's her that's, that's the story. Thing, yeah, it's so funny because the first time that the first clip of theirs, which because they're they're like clip three, so like that's set up pretty early. I was like, oh, I hate them. <laughs> they're so annoying. <laughs> and then by the end, their last clip where they're like working out together, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, okay, I guess they can. They're kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's just a lot. I think they're the most. Of the most of the like sort of Vilde um, Magnus like <laughs> couples, they're the most. Yeah, somehow Vilde and Magnus are more charming or yeah. something, yeah. so they get so I can like it, it's a yeah, but these two are more just like in real life. If these were your friends, you'd be annoyed by them. Yes. So yes. <laughs> and so I was annoyed by them, but I think I was also by the end of it like okay, yeah, and I actually did quite like the storyline. It felt very realistic to just be like, hey, this is their first relationship. They're kind of a lot of the way a lot of what they know about how, how a relationship works is 
performative or what the world has told them you have to do or yes and so they fumble uh, <laughs> in some sometimes spectacular ways yes I did like also that the show kind of took a swing at talking about this because I think it's very a thing that very much teens are stuck yep. with in our digital world and uh, nude pictures are really an mm-hmm. issue and they and they I mean it gets into all kinds of weird legal stuff where you can actually like prosecute yeah. uh, for child pornography and stuff like that which obviously oh yeah. actually very relevant to very relevant to, to the scam, scam world. <laughs> But uh, in this case, it, it, it happens also when people, when kids just send each other their own photos yep. and stuff. So it's a very weird world, and I applaud them for like tackling it and like on a very kind of grounded level of just like, what do I do if I've been sent one? Yeah, exactly. And uh, the idea of consent—that consent yeah. does not just apply to like, like actual sex, physical. Like, hey, yeah. exactly. Hey, consent is pretty broad, and we're still figuring out what that looks like. Yeah. And her being very clear about it, and he being understanding and like saying I didn't see it that way you're right I'm sorry yeah like, uh and so thought it was a good model also yeah uh, for whoever is watching this right yeah hopefully like we'll cause some conversations and self-reflection and whoever watches it yeah and I liked that we also got the chance of to have the girls talk about it in an honest way yeah yeah uh both about getting the dick pic, but also sending your own sort of nudes and, and yeah. sort of your stance on that. Like, I like there was variety on that, that, yeah. like, there's an acceptance or, like, a, a like it's not like it's saying it itself is bad, it's not shameful, but there has to be some, like you said, consent or understanding between you, trust. Trust. They bring up the, yeah. And, and understanding that, yeah, it is a risky move, yeah, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, but that, that, that trust is really essential and that know what you are putting out there, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I thought Yana did a really good job of sort of explaining that too yeah um, yeah so uh really pretty small storyline but you know in the end oh yeah i also like the boys tease the, the oh yeah by teasing aaron <laughs> i like uh it's funny because i don't think this is like my favorite gang as like all of them together but it felt very true where the way that the rumors would spread uh, <laughs> about about dick pics and about uh uh, cyber sex, I guess. Right, uh, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, um, what's his name? Robbie drawing the dick in yeah. Pictionary. It was very, like, yep, yep. Uh, and tr- so, tr- so I thought, that, yeah, I thought that was very cute and well done. Um, and I definitely found them a little bit more charming by the end, but man, are they annoying, and I'm okay saying that. <laughs> uh, it also felt like a very, like, well-chosen conflict for, the, for these particular characters. Yes, yeah. yeah. I felt like, it felt very in character for both of them. Uh, the reactions, the actions, and all of it. Um, okay, Yana... So yeah, so the big thing here is just that the actress was leaving the show. Is that what I was going to ask? Did yeah. she really leave? Yeah, so she really left the show, so this was sort of Do a Do we set. know why? I don't remember. Hmm. Um, so yeah, actually, let's summarize it. So what happened? I mean, there's really almost nothing to it. She, uh, She's sad, and she first says it's because of COVID, her mom has COVID, and everyone's, of course, worried about that. And then she confesses that she, I guess her mom got a job at the UN in New York, and they're moving. She's known about it for a while, but didn't say anything. And it's, it's supposed to happen, like, in two weeks or something. Mm-hmm. But now she doesn't know if it's going to happen. So there's a lot of, like, being in limbo over, like, well, two things. One, her sadness and conflict about revealing it at all and then on top of that the COVID limbo isn't yeah. even going to happen which I will say really made me feel for her and did make me remember because if you say it on the surface it's like girl you get to go to New York like what the hell but then I'm like yeah but all your friends and your boyfriend and yeah. everything like it's it is actually really 
traumatizing is maybe a big word, but like it's very upsetting. It's it's an upheaval in your life, like a big one. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then and then it definitely made me empathize with that emotion. Yeah, it, I, I that also felt very authentic. Well, in terms of COVID, it reminded me of when you couldn't get a test. They were just like, we think she has COVID. Like, right? They're, they're, yes. And that was just the reality of those yes. first couple of months. I know so many people who at the time we're just told like don't come into the hospital unless you're really sick and all the symptoms sound like it it's almost certainly it but like don't we can't test you don't come in yeah so 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 first that uncertainty felt very real Mm -hmm. that moment also brought me back oh I feel like I should tell people I got COVID uh oh yeah (laughs) I said it at the at the other podcast but just in case you're just listening to us yeah I felt like this was also a weird experience for me because now I did get COVID at the beginning of the year so did my mom so did my dad. So did my brother, although at a different time. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Uh, because I was vaccinated, boosted. It was fine in terms of that. It was more like, it ruined. My brother had to postpone his wedding. It was very traumatizing. I cried a lot. Um, and the big worry was my parents, uh, but they're okay. But um, yeah, especially in that period, like, even... Because this, I think, was pre- must have been pretty early on in, in it. So it's like... Before there were really treatments, or just like, like those they in, were, insane. Yeah, they were fi- they were figuring out the treatments. At that point, I think the only thing was like if you got bad, it was just the ventilators. Like there was right. there was they were still figuring out the mix of it. So that's, remember that's what one of my friends who worked at a hospital said. She was like, "We've gotten much better at knowing what to do." Yeah, but it yeah. took a while to yeah. get there. Yeah, and then at some point, like, it turned out, like, being on a ventilator could have been worse for you. Like, there was so, I mean, I don't know in the end what the yeah. like doctors figured out, but it yeah, it was so chaotic, and then. So to get sick at that point just must have been so much more terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Much more terrifying. I, I, I was just mildly inconvenienced because I got sick in the in the height of the Omicron wave, so it was impossible to get a test. Anyway, so back back to her, back to Yana. But the other storyline, yeah, it's about moving, and yeah, I I remember the anxiety. I was I was supposed to move when I was. Uh, 12 or 13 to the U.S. I ended up not doing it, and I'm very grateful for it. But it was a huge anxiety thing where, yeah, your 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 whole life is there. It's all you've ever it, yeah, known. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's weird. I've moved my whole life. It's like actually, when I was around 12, 13, is when I stopped moving. <laughs> um, and I I was gonna ask. It was like I felt like I knew that you like at 12, 13, you like moved to move. Yes, we moved to New York, and we kind of just ended up staying. That's there. what I figured. So it's, I must have had, I, th- I think it's because I started so young that I was more used to it or something. Not that I'm saying it was pleasant or anything, but it wasn't like this upheaval of every st- stable thing I'd ever known. I do feel like when I talk to people who moved around a lot, it was like, no, no big deal. Or like you, and maybe you protect yourself by just saying, hey, it's no big deal. Right. Because to me, it was always like terrifying. Um. <laughs> I remember, or I, I don't remember this actually, but a story that my mom has told me is that when we were moving, I think it's when we were moving to Paris, so I was very young, like very, very, like three or four years old. At that point, all I had ever known was like my father's small hometown where I was raised in Serbia, and I, she told me, she was like tucking me in at night, and she was trying to tell me, like, isn't it exciting, like tomorrow we're going to go to Paris, and I said something like, mom, imagine... Paris, and in the middle of Paris, our hometown. <laughs> like, that's how much this, like, desire was for me to, like, somehow carry this all over. Alright, um... And another part of that story is, is Jens. Um, she has, yes. like, one conversation I, with Jens. I couldn't remember what... I think they, as a, uh, storyline, they... At the, la- uh, the end of the last season, where did they end? Do you remember? 
I do not remember. I, I guess think, they... I think they're the kind of cleanest break for the most part. Yeah. Like, they've sort of had little, like, perhaps longing moments for, towards the other, but it hasn't been, like, other places where you're like, oh, look, there's, like, longing. Uh, oh, right, wait, where there was the whole subplot in the, uh, why am I breaking out of their names, in Zoe and uh, Senna's season, where she's getting drunk, and there's, like, the whole fight that happens at the party. It's possible. I'm just, like, mixing. <laughs> like, at this point, I'm mixing them. So it's hard to tell which she, is which. She, uh, I think Jens is dancing with another girl, and so she gets drunk, and then, like, a fight almost breaks out. Uh, I don't remember the details, but I think there was some implication. Of, I think Yana's story, I remember because she kind of got the most, let's say, I don't know, I hate, like, kind of messed up. After, or All the Avas kind of go into, like, a party girl mode, but Yana's is one that felt really like this actually might be a problem, or it's, like, covering up something. That's my vague memory of it. I don't remember that at all. Bummer. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, in this, in, in the What the Fuck Down, they don't really play it up at all, except that she's sad about stuff going up, which is, like, legitimate. And then there's this scene with Yen's where... Yeah, they kind of just get to wrap up who they are and I thought it was actually pretty lovely um where um I think I tried to make note of what it was that he said yeah he's kind of being mushy and and saying like I don't want he's like I don't he's he's kind of saying I think they're just kind of dealing with the reality of like when you have feelings for someone but you can't be together for a variety of yeah reasons, exactly including the fact that she's about to move. but yeah I literally wrote Jen gets a little cheesy yeah uh, and he <laughs> says like you're special. To, you'll always be special right. to me. It was right? very, very mushy, yeah. <laughs> it was very, very mushy. But I think it's also something that you dare to say because she's leaving the country. Yes, right? good point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Completely. And so he, he can kind of, like, be a little bit mushier without consequences, without right. um, having to worry that much about, right, like, right. the next time you see each other. Because maybe you won't. <laughs> Except she'll be back for vacations, and that's going to be awkward. No, I don't know. We'll with, see. Enough, with enough distance. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, they'll also they'll have time, like, yeah, distance from each other physically and in time. And then, like... Yeah, from this conversation. Period, yes. Right. When they meet back up again, they'll probably be in a more okay with each other, even non-romantically. Um, also, the other notable thing, in my opinion, from this little storyline is flying Easter bells, which I need someone... I meant to look it up. I need someone to explain this to me. It has to do with Easter, where they're talking about... I think it's in this clip. They're talking about, I guess, in uh, their tradition or culture or whatever, the a flying, flying Easter bells... Sorry, for Easter, flying bells from Rome bring the Easter eggs, <laughs> which I just need to know more about. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, do they, I, do they have I, wings? I, do I, they just caught, I caught the thing, but I, I was like, I don't have time to... Um, Think about it too hard. I didn't have time either. I was just like, it's Easter. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Easter traditions. I mean, we've already gathered that the traditions in Netherlands seem to be crazy. I'm uh, obsessed with other drama. places, weird <laughs> holiday traditions, like especially Christmas and Easter. So Amazing. If got, yeah, if you guys want to tell us more, please tell us about the crazy traditions. Please, somebody <laughs> enlighten me. I'm going to look up pictures I mean, it's this. not like the American ones are any better, like Easter Bunny. Like, yes. what is that about? I literally went through the same process where I was like, flying Easter eggs, and then I was like, wait a minute. If, if, like, if you think about it, it's no weirder than giant bunnies that, like, I don't know, poop Easter eggs or whatever they do. Um, yeah, so that's about all that was for Yana's. 
not I I think with this one I felt like it was a little bit superficial like these were big emotions and they just didn't go much into it yeah it felt like they were just kind of like we ha- we have to do it I still appreciated the moment I also liked that they had like a clip that was just Zoe and uh Yana because yeah. that was like that is another sort of like important friendship yes um and so I did like on the one hand, I'm like, I'm glad we got the Jens clip. I'm glad we got the Zoe clip. But it did fall very much like a trick mark situation. Yes. situation. When, I think my favorite clips are the ones, or one of the things that I most respected about what they did is when they were able to have the different storylines kind of like intersecting and pushing each other forward. Yeah. And so in that case, specifically you mentioned, she calls, um, Zoe calls Yana to check up on her. But in that clip, Zoe finds out about Sene and his new girlfriend. So And they actually did it really well too because it wasn't a big dramatic and she was like, oh, and like, Yana's just like, oh, yeah, and especially because he has a girlfriend. Yeah. And then that she realizes her mistake because of, due to Zoe's reaction, she's like, I'm sorry, I thought you knew, right? Yeah. So there was no withholding of information. It was just, like, a bad communication moment. Yes. Because she probably thought that Senate told her, whatever, right. we're going to talk about that in a second. And so it felt really authentic. It felt really, really good. And then similarly, then when we have the girl squad, and it's, uh... <laughs> And it's Yana who drops the whole, like, hey, Senna and Zoe are kind of talking. That also felt very, like, yes. real, and I really liked it. Yes, yeah, yeah. And everyone's reactions felt very in character. Yes. Amber being like, love does exist. <laughs> oh, Amber, oh my god. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I really liked, actually, Yana's performance specifically in that clip. I don't know why that one stood out to me so much, but yeah, like you mentioned it, her sort of, like, being, like, like, oh, shit, I hurt my friend, but also I just, like, stepped into it, but also, like, it's not my fault. Like, yeah. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, things on her face all at once, and I'm like, yep, I've been there. Yeah, and then Zoe being like, oh, actually, I don't feel, I don't feel like great, I'm gonna go, and she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, and then you're like, I don't know, I can't, like, keep her and yeah. insist on her talking to me, but yeah. also, like, shit, I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And I think that's it for that, so then we, that kind of just leaves us with Yasmina. Yep. Which isn't even really a storyline. It seems like it's mostly just keying up. There were a couple of details that were dropped that I feel like they're keying up um, her season. Like, they yeah. mentioned her brothers. They mentioned a, a romantic interest in Morocco. Well, although I don't think that's ever mentioned again. I think the point of that conversation is more for her to admit that, yes, she it, she sometimes she is lonely. Sometimes she does want that connection. Right. And so sort of just those stakes. I do love that they give that moment to... Uh, Robbie and her, just because I love the Isak song uh-huh. thing. They don't really do that on their season because, like, the, the actors are just aren't there, and so it makes me really sad. Mm. Um, but I do like that that's the person that she sort of chooses to open up. I think, one, because she trusts him, she likes him, but also because she's not as close to him, right, as her right. friends. That's true. So sometimes there's, like, a certain, like, oh, I can I can, I can drop in this secret or this feeling on this person, um... Yeah, she doesn't have the baggage that she does with each of the girls. Like, yeah. she knows Amber will react the way Amber does. She knows they'll never let it go. They'll, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so that worked for me for the most part. Yeah, I I think I, I I'd be curious to see that Yasmina's season. I'm, I think I, I can't remember how I felt about her in the past, but I was not a fan of her in this little clip. I mean, even for however, however little she is in it. Um, um, I do, I've always liked her. She's the one who has a job and kind of, like, keeps us a secret from everyone else. Like, she's, like... That's right, she's the one with the backpack and stuff. Yeah. She was kind of... What season was she in? Was it in Robbie and Sanders' season that she's, like... I think it's in their season, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it might have been in uh, Zoe, Zoe's season. Yeah, she I was doing she... something, like, 
Not yeah, she's like, like she's like deli- delivering food or something. That yes, I remember that. But there was something else that she was. She was like it was like I want to say like po- politics or something. But I could be no. She's 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 pretty. She's a lot MIA. Like okay. that's one of the things the problems with this because she's very much adamant about like she doesn't really go to parties. Right. So we don't actually see her that much. Yeah. And so it's it felt very in character for her to be like. Okay, bye, in the last clip. Yeah, but that's, I think it feels very, a little heavy-handed to me, where, like, one of the things I really enjoy about Sana, OG Sana, and in a few of the iterations, is they, I feel like they give more nuance to that quality of her, where she's like, these are my friends, I'm around them, but also sometimes I feel left out. But she doesn't, like, make it their problem. And this girl is always very, like, eye-rolling and, like, walking out the door. I don't know. I, that's, not, that's not necessarily that I, I like her. Mm-hmm. I, that's not the attitude that I get from her. But I also get the sense that I we don't get to spend enough time with her. Yeah. Because yeah. the character is written that way because they've decided that she's just not going to engage in a lot of the things that yeah. make... I think that makes me feel like she's boring or a pill or something. I don't think either. Yeah. And, that, and this is someone who does not love her season, but it's not her fault, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. I think the interesting, I just think that a lot of the interesting parts about her character, they forget. Right. Get rid well, of. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of in line with what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just something that isn't, there's so much more to be done with her character than just having her, like, eye roll and kind of make, bring everyone down a little bit by being like, I have to leave early. Um, I don't know. But I'm open, certain to being wrong. I've definitely had opinions about characters when they're when it's not their season that I do like 180 on when I actually see their season. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't particularly love the next two seasons, so I guess we'll see. Mm. <laughs> Bummer. I never, I haven't seen Kato's season, but I'm not looking forward to it. Um, uh, and I think this is the only sh- version of the show where the only version I or the only season that I really remember liking strongly is the Wilhelm. The yeah, the, yeah, the Wilhelm, which is yeah. the complete opposite of I know, every right? other version. Yeah. All right, so let's go to uh, Robbie and uh, Sander, which is Sabi. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Sabi. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure what their ship name was. All right, so, like, all right, I have opinions on this one. I don't know. I don't know. I had a lot of feelings about I mean, like, I don't even know if feelings is the right word. I had a lot of, like, turmoil over this one. So, big conflict is Sandra's really horny, essentially, and wants to have cyber sex. Is that the right word for that? I couldn't remember. Cyber sex sounds so cheesy. Like, sex- It also sounds from, like, 1993. Yes, exactly. Like, like sexting is a fun word. Yeah. Like, yeah, you sext, it's cool, whatever. But, like, cyber sex is so stupid. Anyway... Uh, he basically, yeah, he wants to, like, have virtual sex, and maybe Robbie... That, maybe that will be the title of our episode, Cyber Sex is so stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway. And, and Robbie is uncomfortable with it, and he gets advice from Milan, and then just kind of gets over his uncomfortableness, and then they have an incredibly awkward clip. I hate it. I, you, you told me, and I forgot, and then when it started, I was like, oh, this is what she was talking about. Oh my god. And then, and then at the end, somehow he's, like, uncomfortable about being gay in public again, and I was like, what do you, what's happening? No, 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 it's because of the hate crime. What hate? Oh, because of the thing that happened at the end yeah. of the Okay, okay. It's not going to bring gay. He's, he doesn't want to go back to the bar where he got hate crime. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So I, I was f- like, why do we have to bring up the hate crime again? Another thing that I noticed about the storyline, this is a me I thing. I keep calling it a hate crime, because I hate it. <laughs> no, no, but it actually is. It actually but it actually is. is. This is another thing about the storyline. This is a me thing, not a show thing. Arguably a show thing. Um, I do not remember a thing about this storyline. Like, I could barely remember. When Sandra came on screen, I was like, oh yeah, that guy. I don't know why I just, like, erased this version of of Evac from my mind. I know, I'm, I'm sure they're quite popular. They're both, like, cute 
guys, they seem fine, but there's something that I don't get chemistry from them on or something, even though this What the Fuck Down tries very hard to give them chemistry. Well, not only are they trying really hard, it's like Sandra, so the uh, part, sort of like the way that the storyline is structured is we get some video clips, and the video clips mainly are just about um, the cyber sex, as, as we're talking about. Yeah. But then we also get the, the, the when they're just messaging each other. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, when Sander goes on his walks, I think, every Friday. Yes. Um, and so then we'll get like a little video of Sander on his walks, and he's doing like the greatest hits yeah. of, like, Sabi. Like, every single place that he goes is one of the places that has, like, significance for them. That I did remember. There's the mural and the... <laughs> Which the... I hate using this, but felt very fan service Yes. Um, yeah, it felt a little like they didn't have any ideas for what to do with them, so they were just sort of like, let's just revisit. And also, cyber sex. Yeah, and so because it's also the most recent season, uh, I think they were just like, remember, remember these characters that you love so much remember these moments that you love so much and it didn't really add too much for me I liked seeing Sander on the walks and I thought he was charming on the walks but then where he was actually at I was kind of like whatever I don't know I didn't feel a connection to it either and I felt bad I felt bad about not feeling a connection well I feel glad you didn't because I was like am I just a heartless (laughs) but I just I yeah I kind of felt really bad for not feeling that connection now the storyline itself about cybersex horniness like yes it does make me uncomfortable I don't think it's wrong to do a storyline about this. I think mm-hmm. the reality of two teens who are in love who cannot be, like, with each other and sort of, like, they have different ways of expressing, mm-hmm. like, that love and sort of, like, figuring that out. Like, uh, Sandra is a much more tactile, f- physical person and he's struggling. There's worth in that. Sure, yeah. The, I see the instinct in that. Yes. I see the difference in their personalities and, like, how they're dealing with this distance. I don't have a problem with it in theory I just do not like the execution of it <laughs> yeah and okay so one thing I think that they didn't do a good job on is explaining to me what Robbie is so uncomfortable with like they kind of when he talks to Milan it's he sort of mentions do you trust him and he's like yeah yeah of course I trust him so it's not a matter of trust is it that you don't like the way you look? Is it that you just feel foolish? Is it that... Like, I, yeah, I, like, I, I was, exactly. I felt like I had to do a lot of work in that. To me, it felt like he just felt foolish and embarrassed and self-conscious. But they never kind of... He just kind of gets over it. Like, yeah. I was like, like what what made you change your mind? Yeah. Milan's conversation, I don't... I mean, his pep talk is nice, and it's true. It is, it is a very nice conversation. He gives him good advice. I thought he was really good. Milan is definitely the MVP of, of What the Fuck Down. He's like... Yes, yes, 100%. Guru to everyone this time around. Uh, but... I did, I did appreciate how Milan was offended at the mere doubt that he had... Like <laughs> participated in like cyber sex. He was like, yes, like, like hello, hello. <laughs> uh, so he he definitely brought his charm, but he also brought good advice, and that's something that I always appreciate about him. Like I think at the end of the day, he is very real. Um, he is, and he love he. It's clear how much he loves uh, uh, Robbie and how yeah. much he wants to be there for him. And same same as Zoe. It's, I thought it was so funny how obviously the actors for Zoe and Milan are not in the same spot. Right. So they're always like, oh yeah, she's not coming. Yeah, she's just in the other room. Uh, like, oh, well, when you do hear her, yeah, no worries. She's, uh, uh. But they still made it work. I thought they did a good, yeah, I thought they made like a decent effort at uh, yeah. me too, me too. making it seem like they were in the same so, place. So yeah, so it's like, it's definitely that. And then I just don't want to watch them have cyber sex. Okay, yes, and then we get to, They're, like, the clip, and... And they are children, and I do not want to watch it, like, and it's so uncomfortable. Like, I was actually uh, preparing dinner 
Uh, well, actually, that's why I had Panda Express. I was actually waiting for Nan and Matt <laughs> to come back with dinner, but I was feeding the dogs, and I and I kind of just, I was kind of, like, playing it, and then I was like, if Nan and Matt walk in right now, they're going to be like, why are you watching porn on yes. the kitchen? Yeah, I, I, I really was like, what? Okay, I appreciate, like with Amber's storyline, I appreciate that they're trying to tackle a legitimate thing yes. that, like you said, in theory, but... That clip is so awkward and uncomfortable, and I was saying, okay, so this, this, this is an uh, oddly Serbian movie. I'm not mentioning it because it's Serbian. It, it, was, a te- it was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. I think it's called Clip, okay. and it ran into a similar issue where there, it's about teenagers. It's a little bit like kids. Do you remember the movie from the yeah, what, yeah, yeah. 90s? I think the 90s. Uh, where it was very, like, controversial because it shows teenagers and how, like, messed up they are or whatever. So Clip has, I think, a lot of girls doing, like, video sex or whatever, and... Um, it had a similar controversy. I kind of feel like abstractly in a movie, I can imagine that there's like artistic merit or that they're making a statement. There's like, but, but somehow. I, but in... I think, and I think it's also the format of how you're watching this. You're not watching this in a movie screen. You're watching this on your computer. Yes. And they're on their computers. And it just feels really intimate, but in a way where I, I where shouldn't be there. You were your voyeur. Yes. In a, in a very bad way. In a very intimate thing that I don't really want to see. And uh, yeah, and it just felt like exploiting. Like they, like it felt like they were, I don't know, like even bringing up this storyline felt like they're trying to be, I don't know, lurid is a strong word. but Edgy? Edgy, thank you. Yes, they're trying to be edgy and in a way that mm, just didn't like, no. Yeah, so I, I was trying to see it with a more open mind. Gratuitous. The second, yeah, gratuitous. The second time around, and I actually think I liked it less the second time around than the first time around. I did, because I remember, like, enjoying even the, the text messages. I was like, something to look forward to, like, because I think it was every Friday, right? Yeah. And it was cute. It was, and now I just felt, like, very, uh, not fake, artificial, like, I don't know, some, something about it felt. Part of it, and I'm really sorry, but I, part of it is, I think, the lack of chemistry between those two actors, because there's <laughs> something about when Robbie, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, starts taking off his belt and then his shirt, and I'm just like, you, I can tell you don't want to be doing this. Or that's the way it feels to me. Okay, I don't know that I read it that way, uh, quite that way. Yeah. And I, I still, like, both of them, I still find them charming. They are not my favorite evac, which I'm okay with saying. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, I don't know, it was mainly a miss for me. And even even that conversation that you were confused about, about, oh, I can't wait to um, go back to our bar or spot, whatever, what they're talking about is he doesn't want to go back because that's the place where they got attacked, right? And I was like, why are you bringing back the part of your season that people hate the most? Right. And it felt like they were kind of trying to justify it or do that the work that they didn't do that in the season. Uh-huh. But then it just made me angry because I was right. like, well, you didn't do the work in the season. Yeah. So yeah, you don't get to try to fix it now. No. Like, yeah. I don't know. It A lot of it also felt very much like a PSA at times. I don't know. It Overall, as a storyline, like this one was a super miss for me. So we're super sad that we have to say that, but I kind of I yeah. agree with you for the most part. And Not it, to the extreme, maybe you, but yeah. It kind of, yeah, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth about the whole thing, yeah. but I don't know. I still love Robbie, if, but yeah. Uh, I, I think it's that if, I have, like, no particular opinion about them, look, so this, like, puts it in the negative as look, opposed if, to, like... if if Ben is listening to this, he also hates them, but... 
<laughs> I heard that in your podcast. You guys talk about it. And I was like, oh, I guess other people don't like it. Oh, yeah, no, he hates it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'd, want, I'd love to hear all the reasons he does. But I was super just uncomfortable. It felt exploitative. It felt gratuitous. It felt mm, just like ugh, bad, bad decision. Okay, and that leaves us then with what actually is kind of like the biggest storyline and what the fuck down. Yeah, and the one that I feel like they put the most most thought into, mm-hmm. um, and that is uh, Zoene. Zoene. So Zoe and Zene. Zoe and Zene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, I think it's Zoe and Zene, like like two Z's. Oh. Zoe and Zene. Oh, sorry. They're very close. <laughs> as as a person whose second language, it's also your second language, but whatever. Whose second language is English, sometimes Z words are really hard for me. Oh. I can't hear the difference. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, so, like, sometimes I know that I'm supposed to say it differently, but I can't yeah. quite do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, v and W are sometimes tricky for me. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm like... I hear what you're saying, but if you ask me to say it again, I don't know that I could say it differently. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to... No, 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 it's fine. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Uh, um, and I was going to say, in fact, they're the first clip of the whole What the Fuck Down. Um, oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yes, it opens of course. with um, Senna. And it basically ends with them. There's, like, one yeah, more one after, more, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, where we have left, where, when we left them off, uh, Zoe and Zene, 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 Zene. Zene. you're Zene. right, yeah, Zene. Zene, uh, had broken up, like, that's yes. kind of, like, I had time. to text you, and I totally forgot to listen to the episode, but I had to text you to remember why, but I'm pretty sure she broke up with him out of, like, you, we're moving too fast, I need to f- figure out my shit. Yeah, uh, we're at different stages, we we shouldn't have moved in together, we're just fighting all the time. Yes, yeah. like, he, he was already in college, and she was still in high school, and that's, yeah, it was issues like that. Yeah, and, uh, although I, too, miss Milan and Senna being in the same space, because they're my favorites. <laughs> That was, I think, my favorite of that season was yeah. the collect, the equivalent of, of the, the collective, collective living yeah. together, Robbie included. Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, and so now this is like three months later, and uh, it's the middle of lockdown, and Senna's like, "What if I called up my ex girlfriend?" <laughs> like one of those things that you do when you're in the middle of COVID depression. Yeah, <laughs> and that kind of sets off their entire storyline, right? Where they start, it starts simple. They just start stalking again. He's uh-huh. like. Oh, I'm lonely. I just wanted to talk to you. I'm so glad. Maybe we should try being friends again. And at first she's like, oh, I don't know. We said we weren't going to talk. And he's like, it's been three months. But she's kind of flirting. I know, a little bit. Like, she, she like, gives in pretty quickly. I made yes. a note of it. Oh. <laughs> in her way, where she's being sarcastic, but she's flirty. But she's, she's definitely flirty, flirty yeah. Um, and then she finds out that he has a girlfriend, and she's big sad and big mad. Big mad. She's, like, not answering his, uh-huh. his calls at all. Uh, and then w- once she does, then they get into just, like, a legit fight about it. Right. Because she's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. And he's like, he's trying to justify himself at the end of the day. He's like, well, we weren't talking. And she's like, okay. Uh, so, I mean, I see where they're both coming from, but it does feel, like, kind of shitty. Uh, yes. they. I both get what, where they're both coming from. I also get that that's both shitty. I also think that they're both covering up. Where she's not mad that he didn't tell her. She's She's mad mad that that he has has a girlfriend. girlfriend. And he didn't tell her, not because they weren't in contact. He didn't tell her because he's conflicted about having another girlfriend. girlfriend And is clearly still pining for her. Yes. And I will, I do think that the storyline, their their scenes do a really good job of communicating that subtext. Yeah, and the layers of what is happening (laughs) here. And how 
they are just like two people who pathologically cannot be honest, not only with each other, but with themselves. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's what Milan was kind of trying to hint at, right? So like eventually he, we have a couple clips with his girlfriend, Nina, who he is being just a terrible boyfriend to. Like there's not a single moment where he is nice to this girl. Yeah. He is just such a fucking jerk. Yeah. Like old school Senate. Like he has learned nothing. Yes. Um, yeah. And then eventually she's like, he calls her, he calls Nina by Zoe's name, and that's kind of... Right, the big kind of shift in the season comes when he, they've had this fight, he's depressed about it, he he calls Nina Zoe, and she's like, you need to make a choice, like, you need to work harder, and then they kind of mutually break up, and then... I mean, I feel like she was trying, she was waiting for him to be like, no, you're right, we should work on a relationship, and he was like, no, you're right, we should break up. Right. <laughs> yes. He, he took that out, as yes. soon as it was given. yeah. Uh, it seems, well, he's, in, he's asking her to, like, meet up. I think he, like, wants to break he up in person. He wants to break up in person. She so that's, that's the one point I will give him. He yeah. wants to break up in person instead of, like, via Zoom. Yes. But it's <laughs> shitty. It's so shitty. Around. And then in true Senna fashion, he, like, then is, like, panicked about he has to tell Zoe and they have to get back together. And it needs to happen right now or the world is going to end. Right. And Milana's like, why are you guys so intense? Don't you ever get tired of this? I think this is my favorite, possibly my favorite clip in the whole thing, is just Milan being like, why all the drama, man? Like, you... <laughs> I think he goes like, uh, I think he calls him Liebchen or something, like, which is a very, like, kind of German-sounding uh, sweetheart or something. And uh, he's like, calm down. Like, yeah. you don't need to do this. Yeah, and, and like, also, like, you have to give her space. Just because you're, like, free now doesn't mean that you, you get... That's not how this works. Yeah, like, yeah. And um, to his credit, he listens. He does listen. And I then he, the resolution is, so eventually Zoe calls him, and uh, they do sort of, like... He he first confesses, like, look, I uh, I just... I can't get over you, or whatever. He says something like that. Yeah, we get, we get a little montage of the yes. greatest hits. <laughs> Which, didn't they do that at the end of their season? Am I, I crazy? Don't, it's possible. I feel like I'm, I think they. I think they know that people really like, uh, yeah, really like them. So they're always like, "Remember how you really like them? <laughs> Remember how, when they were driving on their first date?" <laughs> and uh, and then she kind of is like, "I can't believe I'm going to say this, but yeah, I still have feelings for you too." And then it's all very sweet. Yeah, let's take it slow. Let's keep it between us. Oh yes, and then they make a choice. I feel like at the end of all of their storylines, they make like the most like choices that I can't fathom. At the end of their season, it's let's move in together, yeah, and then in this one, it's like let's keep it a secret. Yeah, and I'm like. You don't have to be so extreme. <laughs> like, there are normal ways of handling this. I, I actually can't remember how this plays out. I think eventually people just find out and it's fine. Like, okay. it's no big deal. Yeah. From whatever. It's just like, oh, okay, they're, oh, they're back together. Or like, oh, like, yeah, we figured. Whenever you have to keep a relationship secret, it's bad. It's just bad. It has never worked yeah, out. Yeah, I think both of them just need to treat it like it's no big deal. And then everyone will take the cue from them yeah. and be like, oh, okay, it's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except Amber, she would... I mean, we can't control Amber. Yes. <laughs> but everyone else will be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then maybe Jasmina will be like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And uh -huh. Jasmina will, like, kind of frown, but be like, okay, okay. <laughs> I do like how in the girl squad talk, when she's when she's kind of first bringing up that, she, that she's upset about uh, Sena having a girlfriend, Yasmina is just like, no, it's not difficult. He has a girlfriend. Stop. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yes. Thank you for being a voice yes, of reason exactly, in this. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I do appreciate it. And I do think she needed to hear that because I think that really was yeah. the point where she was like, I can't keep yeah, answering yeah, that yeah. because this is not good for me, for, for, for him, him, from the poor girl he's dating. Um, I do understand what she means by I wish it were so simple, especially since it's he's the one who called her. Yes. But. Yes, we know, Senna. We see. We see. <laughs> we know. 
But, um, but I, I just, I do think it's good that she hears it, and it was good that Yasmina said it. Um, I do think they're, they're shitty in a way that, like, just people are. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, relatable or yes, something. it's, it's not, it's so funny because even though we're making fun of how dramatic they are, it's not like, uh, like Druk, where Alexander and, uh, <laughs> what's her well, name? Uh, uh, I want to say Uma, but it's not Uma. In Winterberg. Mia. Mia. Uh, and Mia are just, like, jerks. I yeah. Mean, jerks together, but still. Yeah, Like, yeah. they're just, like... They're just mean or something. Yeah, these two are just dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, teenage dramatic. Yes. Yeah. In, in just, like, a way that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so I am happy that they get back, they go back together. And I, I, again, I just really liked how the whole thing was paced. I really, like, it really worked with the format of the calling back and forth. And yeah. with the pandemic. Where yes. suddenly you're, like, you can't, there's, life is on pause. And then suddenly you can't stop thinking about, what you can't stop thinking about. In yeah. this case, it's like, hey, this relationship and this person and how ultimately, like, I'm not over them. Yeah. Right? Everyone had their kind of COVID crisis and <laughs> when you're rethinking your life and are like, what am I doing? And this was theirs and it made sense. Let's kind of, we're going to read War and Peace and I think we each read like two chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think two, for my end, two is generous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read two. I still have the book. I still have it. <laughs> We could do it to make a 10-year podcast about it. <laughs> um, I do I do like this is probably where we get Milan the most. Yes. Um, oh, I did lol very – I can't believe I just said that in, in real life, lol. I laughed um, when she, whenever she's looking at his Instagram, which I assume is like his actual actor – I mean, character Instagram, how he has, like, did, did you notice he's, like, 40,000 likes and stuff like that? And it's, like, I don't know. As if he's, like, an influencer or something. Um, um, I do, I also, from the very, very first scene that they're, they're their very first clip, I was, like, ah, I remember why I love them, because they're both, because, I don't know, they just don't give each, like, they don't take each other's shit or something, but they're also still supportive. Yeah. Um, Sunday's whole thing was something like, oh shit, I can't remember now, but it was something like, uh, when you're, when you're sarcastic like this, it either means you're upset or yeah. something. And, yeah. You know, he's very kind of like, I'm not going to let you push me around, but also like, you're wrong, you're yeah, upset, yeah. like talk and, to and, me. Yeah, exactly. They, they are very good at getting the read on each other. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, not necessarily good at communicating, <laughs> but... They, they know each other well. Uh, so I thought, yeah, I thought that was really yeah. good, too. Um, Sunny's girlfriend, I do feel like she, I, I kind of wish she didn't even exist or we didn't even see her. It kind of felt a little bit like she earned, like, diversity, which I hate it. Yes. I hate it so much. Especially uh, when it, like, backfires and it, and in a really yes, unpleasant way. Exactly. And I think they've gone. I think they did get criticized for it. Also, like, she doesn't get a name until, like, two clips in. Like, like, like. The, not, the first time that we saw her, I was like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What's your right. name? I even wrote, what is her name? Are we going to find out her name? Thankfully, right. we found out her name. So I was like, can you imagine? <laughs> she didn't even have a name? <laughs> she was just Sunday's girlfriend for the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bad. Bad call. Yeah. I just, I mean, she's treated badly. And, like, if she were my friend, I would be upset, obviously, for her. But we get so little of her. Um, I don't know. She just is, like, the rebound girlfriend. And that's really shitty. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's not much more to be said about that. It just is. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, it was the storyline that worked the most. Yeah. I don't know that they'll have this, this much focus ever again. But again, I feel like I'm with you where I delete what the fuck from a memory. <laughs> 
so who knows? We did see a little bit of Moyo dancing, which is going to be, like, part of season four. Oh, okay. Because um, he's the love interest for Kato. Oh, um, interesting. And so I thought that was funny, because uh, I know that that will play a role uh-huh. uh, from what I know of season four. I have seen nothing of season four, not even a clip. <laughs> uh, season five, I've seen 75%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't quite finished it. <laughs> How popular is What the Fuck in the in the scam verse? Um, Robbie and Sander are pretty popular. Okay. And the show itself is popular. Um, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm not quite clear. It definitely lost a, a lot of its popularity because people hated Kato's season so much. Oh man. Um, <laughs> oh, now I'm looking forward to that. So that was uh, <laughs> like that. That was a heart like hit for them yeah, yeah for yeah. sure so i'm not quite sure i haven't been asked online recently because i just have found i i used to love like the twitter and tumblr like part of fandom but i've just found it more exhausting and mm. just like i just kind of check in once in a while i'm not as on top of it as i used to be it's just a lot yes yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of parallel universes yeah so i'm like eh, i don't know um, uh so that was kind of uh so overall it's it seems like it was an experiment worth watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was quick. It was light. It's, yeah. There's a lot of other crazy shit happening in the world today. And for whatever reason, for the first time, usually Scam is like an escape for me. And watching this for some reason felt more like I was frustrated with something so frivolous. This is just me, more me personally okay. talking. And I, I don't know if it's because it was this particular iteration of it or if it's just like I'm in a <laughs> dark place or something I mean I still appreciate a yeah. lot of things about it I do think um I, and also I think it was particularly that it was like in a COVID one that I yeah, was just yeah. like so, it just brought so up a lot of things like, the the commitment to the to doing it the way that it worked the way that they did it I thought that that was all great and so in that way I'm glad it exists but it was just tough to have to force myself to Mm. go there mentally yeah yeah um, and sort of revisit that um yeah so definitely an interesting viewing experience it's also annoying because you have to watch it clip by clip and it was driving me crazy (laughs) because they're like a minute and a half long yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and I was like "Ah, I hate it uh so that was that like there's no episode structure so that was also different Mm -hmm. in the way that this is sort of uh we, we tend to experience the scams even if you even if you are uh watching it clip by clip there's still, like, a finish line. There's a structure to each episode, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we love to talk about, right? Like, what's the structure of this episode? How does this work? How does it all lead to the fright? Right, right. And we didn't, you didn't really have that here. So it felt, it was more fragmented, even though there were clear storylines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think maybe it made my enjoyment of it a little bit different because it felt more disjointed. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you're watching, like, like almost like little YouTube yeah. one-minute, two-minute videos. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, and so, uh, unfortunately, we're running out of time because we have things to, we have to do today. Uh-huh. Uh, I did want to get to this other email that we got, but I guess we're going to, well, I guess we can do that next time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, thanks you for listening. This is kind of like a mini episode. Yeah. Our very um, own mini-sode. So, we, um, we will be back. We'll talk about that email. We'll talk about, we'll see what season we can figure that out. But thank you for, thank you so much for listening. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, although I haven't been there in a while. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) And, uh, And what's the other one?
Instagram, Twitter, and our email. That's right. <laughs> and yes. so all that all that info will be in the episode description. And uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. you next time. We'll do more, even if they are sporadic. Yes, we're we're still here. We want to get through the scambers. We yes. love we we still love it here. Yes. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye.